two coffees. Your boy, the Zoops, here with you on opening friggin' day. What a great time to be doing a podcast. Uh, still, just me and my wife here. No, uh, no little one. No ankle biter. No ankle scratcher. Uh, waiting to join the fray. There will be soon. My wife is, uh, I think, ready to uh, mentally ready to get ready to move on. But uh, little guy, not quite ready to come out and watch some baseball just yet. We'll see if I grow to. Uh, Mark those words by the end of the day, but as of now, 10.30 a.m. in the morning, just the two of us and the dog uh, with little man still in his first ever apartment. The Blue Jays, what we're here to talk about, the Blue Jays playing their first game in just a matter of hours for the 2022 season. They are at home, of course. Jose Barrios on the mound against the Texas Rangers old friend Marcus Simeon uh, here to come. A very exciting time as the Blue Jays. Well, here's the funny thing. They announced their opening day roster uh, at the beginning of yesterday, 12.30 p.m. to be exact. And then seven and a half hours later, 8 p.m. on the dot, the Blue Jays make a deal. So they have to change the opening day roster before, in between the season opening and their actual first game, the Blue Jays making a transaction. We remain to see, I'm sure at some point by the time this comes out and maybe you listen to it, we know who is going down to AAA to make room for Bradley Zimmer, former top 25 prospect, former first round pick from the Cleveland Guardians. He is now a Blue Jay. Tony Sliders, Anthony Castro going the other way. But Zimmer, of course, the guy you're going to care about a little bit more. The package, the frame, uh, six foot four, 185. That's a big, lanky fella. Bats left, throws right, plays a very good, very good center field. Most metrics you will find uh, are pretty high on him in center field. Statcast, baseball savant, especially 94 uh, percentile outs above average. They gave him uh, five outs above average in the uh, center field last year and two, or pardon me, three outs above average in right field. Uh, An excellent, excellent, excellent fielder, especially coming in uh, or laterally. Uh, Either way, doesn't really matter, but uh, basically a 5% more than you would expect the plays to make, which is just what we talked about. We just talked about uh, recently when talking about Rymel Tapia, about... um, you know, he's going to steal some outs, and what Grichik was good at was was sort of keeping things uh, in front of him and not letting the house go on fire, and Springer is a good guy for that. Zimmer is a guy that's going to go and steal outs and, uh, you know, be an affecting, game-changing center fielder defensively. It allows them, if you're up in a game, and the, uh, you know, and hypothetically, if the everyone is healthy, it allows you to go defensively, if you wanted to lock a game down in the outfield, you could put Tapia in left, Zimmer in center, and Springer in right. And then you have three good defensive outfielders uh, with just enough pop and just enough hitting uh, to survive were the game to change direction. But Zimmer, the rest of the card, along with the uh, high end outs above average, along with the good jump, uh, blazing speed, 97th percentile speed, has been in the 99th in years past. Also hits the ball very hard. The average exit velo uh, in the top 25% of the league, as is the chase rate, doesn't chase a whole heck of a lot. The hard hit percentage is above average. Where the issues come in is the guy does not make a ton of contact. The K rate, worst in the league, basically. 35% of the time he's striking out. The whiff rate, uh, also well above league averages. He is uh, somebody that 
really it's the exact opposite at the plate of the Rymel Tapia uh, package, where it's it's basically no contact. Um, the the plate discipline is pretty decent, but the swing and miss is bananas, um, well above the league average in whiff rate by more than 12%, um, 10% below uh, contact rate in the zone. Again, the chase rate is below league average a little bit. Um, it has been for his whole career, about 5% lower than league average. It's just a matter of swinging at what he swings at. He does not make a ton of contact. Not a super aggressive guy. The first pitch swing right on line with league averages. Swing percentage in general uh, is in line with league average. It is just the swing and miss that is way, way, way higher than league average. But getting by with with plus plus speed and very good center field defense, two things the Jays don't have a ton of. You can see him coming in as a defensive replacement. You can see him coming in as a pinch runner. Somebody that does is going to have utility. Is somebody that you know when you're talking about finishing your roster off. Um, the versatile outfielder with speed who can who can you know make an impact on the base paths is something that you always love to add to a full contender. Is it something that I, I'm going to sit here and guarantee that a guy without options, with zero options, who who has terrible strikeout rates, who can't make contact, is going to be on the roster the entire season and is going to make the ALCS team? I don't know that for sure. I certainly hope that he will. I think he is somebody. There's plenty of intrigue there. The if you wanted to be negative, it's a little the the stat cast is a little uh, Derek Fisher esque, uh, <laughs> for lack of a better anything. Um, you know, with that, with that, you talking yourself into oh, he has the he has the you know the explosion off the bat, the the swing, uh, the, the the exit velocities are there, and the power is there, and the speed and the glove is there. Um, but then he swings and misses at every single thing that he swings at. Uh, pretty easy to be dismayed, but I think um, definitely some utility here. And if you're looking, if you're looking for optimism against right-handed pitching last year, uh, the OPS plus just about league average, a 707 OPS plus, the WRC plus a 99. Uh, so basically, a league average hitter against right-handed pitching uh, was absolutely terrible. A 559 OPS against lefties. Good, not gonna want that matchup. Uh, very often somebody that, again, the swing and miss sort of uh, totally out of control, but so it goes um, for him. Again, a, a former a former prospect guy, a, a very post-hype guy, uh, was as high as 22 pre-17 for MLB Pipeline. Baseball Perspectives had him as high as 23. He was in the Futures game in 2015, uh, drafted by Cleveland, Mark and Ross, uh, in 2008. 14, uh, excellent, uh, a guy that obviously they're getting their guy and bringing him back. I do like it in general. I don't think Anthony Castro is all that big of a deal, a guy that, uh, not that far down, but fairly far down, uh, your reliever standings. They have a whole bunch of guys. They, I think they're coming north with, I think nine relievers and he was not among them. Um, nine or 10 plus Pearson plus Barucki. So um, not too surprised, definitely dealing from a place of depth. And you can always find more right-handed relievers. I did like Tony Anthony Castro, Tony Sliders, as I affectionately called him. But we sit here, I sit here at 10.40 a.m., as I said, uh, not totally knowing who is going the other way because, again, Zimmer out of options, Tapia out of options. It could be Zach Collins headed back down, and they're not going to carry 
three catchers. It could be Gosuke Kato, which is sad because he just was just talking about how he dream come true to actually make a major league team out of spring and uh, then to not make the team when the actual first day happens. It's very weird. You make the opening day roster and then aren't on the roster opening day. Uh, would be a weird thing. Could be Dylan from the depth of the bullpen. They could like it could be Trent Thornton. It could be Zach Collins. It could be Ghost Kato. Uh, that's about all that it could be. One of the other pitchers, you know, it could be T Sauce, um, but I doubt they would want to get rid of another righty off the back end of this bullpen. We will see that'll come down at some point today. You may already know it by the time you have this conversation because maybe you're already watching Jose Barrios absolutely deal against the Texas Rangers. Yes, it's Blue Jays and Rangers in just a matter of hours. Opening day, is there anything better than opening day? I am sticking to my guns. 98 wins and the American League East is what in store for our Blue Jays. Let's quickly run down the opening day roster, shall we? You have Barrios, Kevin Gassman, uh, Hyunjin Ryu, Alec Manoa, Yusei Kikuchi. That is your one through five in that order. In the bullpen, Simber, Yimi Garcia, Tim Meza, Julian Merriweather, David Phelps, Trevor Richards, Jordan Romano, Taylor Saucedo, Ross Stripling, and Trent Thornton. Behind the plate, your three catchers, Zach Collins, Danny Jansen, Alejandro Kirk. Your infielders, Bo Bichette, Kevin Biggio, Matt Friggin, Chapman, Santiago Espinal, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and as I said, Ghost Kato did make the opening day roster on all the opening day graphics. Your outfielders, Guriel Hernandez, Springer, Tapia, and you're going to add Bradley Zimmer to that mix the six foot three, six foot four, pardon me, 185 Bradley Zimmer, former first round pick. All of the uh, trappings of a former prospect guy. Very exciting time, very exciting weekend. You got three on tap against the Rangers. We'll be back. I'll be back with Jake. Uh, probably going to record it Sunday night for a Monday morning drop of the big show to recap what happened, unless, of course, my wife goes into labor. And then, I, of course, I'm unable to be there. That's uh, understandable if I suddenly disappear. Anyway, if you're on the Patreon, patreon.com slash less than Jays, you're going to get that episode. As soon as we finish recording it, you're not going to have to wait until the next day. You're going to get it right away. And if you want other stuff, for example, just yesterday on Thursday, we dropped our third episode of Jays of Our Lives. We talked about Dustin McGowan, the episode uh, about the prodigal Promising young pitcher, Dustin McGowan, um, somebody very popular, I think, among these fan base of a certain age. You still see people out there with him as their profile picture, the the lamb chops, the sideburns, uh, all very appealing and came along at an interesting time with that rotation. Uh, part of the Doc AJ rotation gave us a full year of quality pitching almost through a no-hitter and then came back as a reliever and then had a bounce-back year, uh, won an award, I think, in 20. Uh, 14 with 2014 or 2016 with the Miami Marlins. If you want to check that episode out, here's a sneak preview of what that sounded like. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. The Marlins sign him before the 2016 season. Uh, he gets called up in May after being DFA around spring, and he has a good year. He throws 67 innings for the 2016 Marlins, ERA of 2.82 and 63 strikeouts in 67 <laughs> innings. His best actual year, if you if you just if you go down to like pure 
ERA and, and strikeouts per nine. His best year, 2016. Uh, unbelievable bounce back at age 34, coming off all of that adversity. Uh, incredible. The, the Rays sign him for another year. He does another 77 innings in 2016. He's healthy for back-to-back years. Uh, ERA of 4.75, 64 strikeouts. There's something so beautiful about him getting the two healthy years at the end and being like, I it wasn't it, I, I'm sure for him so many times there must have been moments where he was like I should like am I even supposed to be a baseball player like am I supposed to be at this level is this supposed to be happening to me or am I just like bashing my head up against a wall and 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 um you know no one had the guts to just tell me I shouldn't do it and then at 34 I'm sure he's given up on this a dozen times in his life uh, a 2.82 in 67 innings it's like incredible yeah, again, I think that just speaks to, like, he clearly always had it. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a guy, it wasn't like a, a Rick and Keel situation where, like, one day he just couldn't pitch. Like, the guy always had it, but he just, his body just said no. That's um, such a shame. Interesting career little thing. He wins an award. He won the Hutch Award in 2016. Is that named name for Drew Hutchinson, I imagine? <laughs> it's given out to the player who best exemplifies the, spite, the fighting spirit and competitive desire of persevering through adversity. Again, patreon.com slash less than Jays to get access to that and more. The $9 tier gets you all the extra episodes. You get uh, Jays of Our Lives. You're going to get the mailbag, which we are going to record soon. I uh, got to get it in there depending on the birth of the kid, of course. And uh, the $5 tier gets you the regular episodes extended out. Those those Monday episodes uh, got an extra 16 minutes of, of episode this week for the $5 and $9 tier subscribers. Uh, also filmed myself going and eating an Arby's Reuben sandwich. We got fast food reviews on there. That is the $9 and $5 tiers. And the $3 tier to say, hey, thanks so much. Uh, we appreciate you guys doing a podcast. Good luck. You get the episodes as soon as they're finished recording, and you get uh, to uh, have them ad-free, ad-free episodes. What's better than that? Speaking of ads in your episodes, our good friend at Left Field Brewery is celebrating first pitch across Ontario at bars and restaurants, including the tap room at the brewery. Specials on ice-cold beer, ballpark food pairing, and, of course, prizes. And if you want to get in that and you don't want to go out to the bar, what's better than watching at home? Hit up fanshop.leftfieldbrewery.ca. Enter promo code FIRSTPITCH. You get a free ice-cold koozie to keep your ice-cold beer ice cold when you purchase a case of ice-cold beer at that fan shop. It also enters you into a draw to win an ice-cold prize pack valued at 200 bucks. That's promo code FIRSTPITCH to get you an ice-cold koozie with a purchase of ice-cold beer at fanshop.leftfieldbrewery.ca. And a little inside scoop. I love being an insider. This is my inside information. We're dropping a new seventh-inning seltzer flavor on Friday. We, of course, being Left Field Brewery. I love those seventh-inning seltzers. That was, uh, boy, last summer I put down quite a few of those. Those are dropping today. So keep an eye on the Left Field Brewery Twitter account. That's at LF Brewery. On Twitter, going to have more information about those just in time for opening weekend. The seventh inning seltzers, fanshop.leftfieldbrewery.ca. Promo code first pitch gets you that free ice cold koozie with the ice cold beer purchase. Let them know your pals at Less Than Jays sent you. 
That is it for your opening day edition of Two Coffees. Thank you so much for being a part of the show uh, this week. If you want your voice heard on this show, give us a call, 833-714-7774. We're going to look for phone calls through opening weekend. Get your predictions, get your hot takes, get everything you want and more. That's 833-714-7774. Or hit us up on Twitter at less than Jays or email us less than Jays at gmail.com. That is it for me for now. I cannot wait to settle in with a, uh, a snack and a drink and opening day baseball. I am hyped up and ready to go. I hope you are too. I appreciate your time this morning hanging out and listening to the show. Thank you so much for stopping by for two coffees.